Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back into another episode of the 610 Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Hollihan, back here on this Saturday evening. I'm flying like an eagle and yelling, go birds. It's sniffing the end zone, I'm feeling like hurts. Crumble like the pocket boy, it's the first. Davis, we blitz and put him in the dirt. Working big fans, I'm feeling like slaves. Return to the Eagles as the team's defensive coordinator. Um, he is going to be inheriting a, as we all very well know, a defense that underperformed this past season, a defense that probably should have been among the top in the NFL, just based off of all the talent that they have. But like I said, underperformed to their expectations. This is going to be an opportunity for Fangio to I think right some wrongs that he had this past season in Miami where they allowed the 10th most um, passing yards in the NFL. But they did get back to the quarterback an awful lot. However, what makes me curious, and I mentioned this the last time when we talked about Brian Johnson being fired and the Eagles bringing him in, is will the Eagles switch their scheme? And honestly, I wonder if that's going to be the case. I mean, he he runs runs a 3-4 scheme. Um, he most likely will be bringing that to Philadelphia unless something changes. And I just wonder how that's going to affect the Eagles' pass rush, which, you know, I mean, Josh Sweat is going to have to learn how to rush as an outside linebacker in the upright um, position and, and not be in, uh, down as a defensive end because I'm going to assume he's going to be, you know, that end there um, coming off the edge. And then what are you going to do with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter when Fletcher Cox, who I think is built similar to Jalen Carter, was in the 3-4 with Billy Davis, the Eagles would rush him off as a right end, right end, basically, um, and Benny Logan at the time was your nose tackle. So I'm assuming it's going to be Carter coming off either the right side or left side, and then you'll have Jordan Davis as your nose tackle, and then whoever's going to be on the opposite end of um, Jordan Davis, because I don't think it's going to be um, Brandon Graham, and you know I think we're going to have to wait and see who the Eagles are going to bring in to come off that edge. I believe Hassan Reddick will be fine in this. It's just everyone else there. And, and I'm I'm kind of hopeful that Fangio will say, all right, we're going to do a 4-3 um, rather than a 3-4. But I just don't see that being the case. In a 3-4, you put a lot more on the linebackers um, rather than where in a 4-3, it's more on the front four. However, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be different for the Eagles with their middle linebackers, and that's where it it also gives me the biggest concern as well because we're obviously not built there. We're built on the defensive front with Carter. Davis and I just wonder if we're not putting them in the best position to succeed you know I thought with the last um, handful of seasons or 
however many seasons, it's been eight seasons now that we've been in a 4-3 defense. We built that specifically around Fletcher Cox. When he was given his big deal in 2016, Doug Peterson brought in Jim Schwartz and they put together, and Howie, obviously Howie Roseman, put together a defense that was built around Fletcher Cox. I mean, you look at that one centerpiece, he was the lone piece that remained. There were tons of moving parts that you know moved around, but Fletcher Cox was the one guy that stayed because his ability to, you know, draw two defenders or true draw two um offensive linemen to him during plays and get double teamed and sometimes when he was younger triple teamed allowed a lot of one-on-ones for Brandon Graham for a Javon Hargrave for um a Timmy Jernigan or uh Josh Sweat I mean so there were so many things that because of Fletcher Cox's size you were able to get that with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter you can still do that in a 3-4. I mean, because the tackles are going to have to worry about Redick and Sweat. Um, and then you're going to have, you know, two of your defensive linemen basically going to have to go one-on-one with the center and guard. That is going to be tough because you're going to be rushing about five guys. But my only question is, is that suitable for their build? You know, specifically for Jalen Carter, who is a little bit more suited to be a defensive tackle next to Jordan Davis and plug up the inside gaps. Again, I mean, this puts a lot of pressure on the linebackers that are going to come in. I mean, I'm sure N'Kobe Dean is going to be back, but who else are you going to get? Because you're certainly not bringing back Nicholas Morrow, um, who was a Sean Desai guy, so he's gone. And I, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of question marks there on that side of the ball obviously and Zach Cunningham I don't see him being a fit in a 3-4 defense I think he's more of a 4-3 guy and probably will find a home elsewhere but we'll see what happens um heading into free agency now as as we draw towards that and especially towards the draft but Vic Fangio I mean I stated last time that I wanted Ron Rivera that I thought he would with the scheme best fit be the best fit here but I think Fangio and Sirianni I guess obviously they liked working together last year and it's it's what Sirianni feels like is the best move but um you know I, I have my doubts on you know his ability after this past season to be playing against the pass however I do feel like we have the better players on the defensive side I think we have more talent I just hope that Fangio is able to put it together into a scheme and moving with that with that talent base you know obviously as we get towards free agency and you know towards the period of resigning we'll talk a little bit more about who we want to keep and who we want to see go um and for our corners it's going to be a question as to whether or not Darius Slay James Bradbury Avante Maddox are they going to be able to fit in Fangio's system um and I really don't know I mean Fangio he's a 3-4 guy I think he runs a little bit more press um but with that being said how will he value a James Bradbury in my opinion I'd be fine with bringing just about everyone back I'd fix that linebacker core for sure but I'd be fine bringing just about everyone back I don't know about Kevin Byard with how much you know, how the Eagles will, um, and Fangio value him at safety. 
But Slay and Bradbury, call me crazy, I would bring back Bradbury. I don't think he was put in the best um, position to succeed. He's more of a press corner, and last year he was playing, you know, this past season they were in zone. That's why he was giving up so many catches. Like, I just don't think we had a system that was correct for our cornerbacks. I think that's completely on, you know, the coaching, obviously, the scheme, and just, you know, a complete lack of understanding of what you're getting out of this defensive coordinator and Sean Desai, and that, of course, falls on Nick Sirianni. Um, and I just hope that this upcoming season will be able to keep who I just said and we'll get to see them, um, you know, have a better season. However, I understand that if Fangio comes in and says, you know what, I just don't think Bradbury's cutting it. I think we're going to need to move on or slay or whoever. Um, because I do think they've got, and Slay, I think he's got enough left in the tank. I think Bradbury's got enough left in the tank. It's unfortunate we didn't get to see Avante Maddox healthy for a full season. But, you know, I I also think that if they move on, you're going to have to see, you know, what else is out there, or you're going to have to hope that what you have um, with a Josh Job and a Eli Ricks is good enough to sustain success for this upcoming um, season and and with Vic Fangio's new scheme and new system. So that's pretty much where I'm at with um, where that's regarded. Uh, that's the mostly the news there for um, Vic Fangio. Uh, the Eagles have given quarterback coach Alex Tanny, or Tani, I think is how you pronounce it, um, the option to look elsewhere. Um, we'll see what happens there. I'm completely fine with that. It's not a, that's not something that I think we need to be necessarily concerned about. I mean, I, it's totally fine with me that there, I think I voiced that last time, um, when I talked about Brian Johnson being fired and that becoming a possibility. What I didn't necessarily like to hear was that the Eagles are going to interview Kellen Moore. I think that's a mistake. There was clear regression this past year with Justin Herbert, and I know we don't like to talk about good things with the Dallas Cowboys, but you saw him have a much better, uh, him being Dak Prescott, have a much better season, not in his offense, Kellen Moore's. I do not believe that that guy is suited to come in as a, and I know he's a veteran, but I don't think it's a good idea um, for him to come in and be the next um, offensive coordinator for the Eagles. The Eagles also interviewed Jared Johnson for their offensive coordinator position. He's the quarterback's coach of the Houston Texans. He did a wonderful job with C.J. Stroud. I think that would be a good uh, avenue to go down. It's been three days so though since the interview, so if they're going to make a decision, I feel like they would have made it now on him. Uh, my question is, how would he feel if he would come over how would he feel about calling plays? Because that's something he has never done. And obviously that's something that the Eagles are saying to themselves, well, we're not going to bring someone in that doesn't have that experience. I think it's a good idea that they reached out to Johnson, but to me right now it doesn't seem like that's the best avenue they want to go in as a play caller. Um, that's why I think you're seeing Kellen Moore being interviewed. I think that's why you're seeing Cliff Kingsbury. But out of everyone they've interviewed right now, for that offensive coordinator job. I believe those are the only three guys, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm sorry if I'm missing anyone. 
Cliff Kingsbury would be my odds-on favorite because he's the only one with experience in calling plays. He's the only one I really feel like, and he brings enough experience to the table to where you can say, okay, I like what he can bring, um, and I like what you know he can bring from a both a leadership standpoint for the offense because I think guys respect him more. But I also value his opinion going with Nick Sirianni's opinion with this offense, which is kind of that RPO stuff that Sirianni likes to run. I think that would fit out well um, with the Eagles. Also was the quarterback's coach at A&M um, with Johnny Mantell and uh, obviously was the head coach at Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, he brings a lot of experience, worked with Caleb Williams, worked with Kyler Murray. I think Jalen Hurts is a little bit more of a, of a more headstrong than Kyler Murray where that's regarded. So I think the relationship could work out well. I'd be interested to see if you bring him in, who would he bring along with him? Who could uh, Kingsbury bring with him maybe from his days with the Cardinals um, that could come in and be a fresh um, fresh set of eyes on this Eagles offense. I, th- I think, you know, with the Cardinals, I think Kingsbury, I mean, it seemed like he had a lot going on at once, but he's worked with guys. I mean, he worked with Cameron Turner, who was the Colts quarterback coach this past year, who did a tremendous job. Um, I'd be interested to see if maybe could the Eagles lure him away from the Colts. I couldn't imagine that happening, but, you know, you never know. He is under contract. I wonder if they could reach out that you know being a little um a little fictitious and me asking for a little bit too much but it's just something to to consider um as we move forward and I I don't know I just really feel like the Eagles have to and I don't think I'm necessarily saying anything that no one already knows but they have to make these two a home run hire I really think that they need to make that because of the way that you saw the players react to those assistant coaches this past season. I mean, it was obvious that, and it seems like Nick Sirianni didn't necessarily lose the locker room, Sean Desai did, and Brian Johnson did. And you hear maybe Jalen Hurts being a little upset and apprehensive of them moving on from him, which I understand Brian Johnson being a family friend and all, but at the end of the day, we got to do what's best for the team. And he's got to understand that because it's not like we have, you know, all day here to be pissing and moaning about this thing. We got to get it fixed and it has to be now. So again, thanks everyone for tuning in. If I didn't say so already to the 610 podcast, um, we'll be back on hopefully with the news as to who the Eagles are going to hire as their next offensive coordinator. There are still obviously avenues the Eagles could go. And I mean, the Chiefs, could they bring in? One of their assistants, the Ravens, Todd Monken, would they be interested in bringing him in? As well as Ben Johnson from the Lions, could they be interested in bringing him in? What are we going to see from the Eagles moving forward as we get closer and closer to it being decision time as to who they're going to hire as their next OC? Thanks everyone again for tuning in, and as always, I'll talk to you next time.